Story number one. The humans are singing. They refused to stop Matry. The shrewden captain chittered angrily. Her seat swiveled to face the prostrated guard. Some of the water splashed over the sides onto the brown floor. The guard did not move. Though her eyes seemed to take in the liquid seeping towards her, her forelimbs twitching as she reached for it, the captain lifted her bulk from the tank, water now cascading off a carapace, as shiny and black. The guard's own dry, grayish exoskeleton made an unpleasant scratching noise as she pushed herself further into the ground with her superior tarsal claws. Then shorten their rations even more until they do. That would leave them with no food at all, Matry. We have already reduced it twice. Then the humans will not eat sentry, and so they will learn. The captain turned, her large translucent wings whirred from her carapacing once dismissed as she did so. The sentry needed no further urging, and with one last envious look at the water tanks her comrade sat in, skidded away from the bridge, back to the rebellious aliens. The captain chittering again, though softer this time, and she stepped over one of her officers, a vibrant silver-colored shrulin. Without prompting, the silver officer stabbed her forelimb into a pad in her side, turning the view to her screen to a live play of the humans. Bizarre creatures, Matry, she offered, moving as if to rise her own tank. The captain waved off her forelimb to stall her, and the silver shrulin shrank back into the liquid. Bizarre indeed, First Scout, bizarre indeed. The First Scout twisted her forelimb once more, and sound began to emanate from the monitor in front of them, a cacophony of noise. Are they communicating? the captain asked, beginning to pace behind the First Scout's tank. This babble seems similar to what they did when I first captured. It is similar, Matry, or at least some other scientists think so, just louder and in unison. Yes, I had noticed. They stop for periods, but if one begins, they all make an internal noise again. Oh, they are hive-mind species. No, Madri, at least not one similar to any that we have previously encountered. The current theory is that they are singing. Singing? The captain's wings vibrated rapidly in laughter, only to stop when she noticed the slowly clicking mandibles of a subordinate. That is them singing, but uh, to what purpose? Are they the young of their species? It is possible, Matry, but we don't believe so. There has been little contract with the species, but their measurements seem to match the data of the mature specimens. So these humans are just singing, even when such an act causes them punishment. The silver Srulin spun her chair around, ignoring the screens on her back, and devoting her full attention to her superior. She clicked her mandibles together a few more times before answering, as if still trying to make sense of it herself. We think that it may be a coping mechanism, or even if it's meant to be warlike in nature. Warlike? Singing? The captain looked past the first guard to the screens, where the thin mammalian aliens continued their loud discord. Some locking forelimbs and with each other, others swinging in place. What is warlike about this childish act? Are they a cowardly race? Have we captured a group of males? 
actually made Chewie think that it's an intimidation tactic. The captain's wings vibrated once more, and then this time the first couch chair sloshed some water as she joined in. The barbaric races often repulse, but sometimes they also do amuse. A terrifying singing humans. Their laughter subsided, and they returned their attention back to the screens as the humans continued, seemingly redoubling their efforts with the cerulean sentry skittered past. For a few minutes the bridge was silent, save for a few bizarre croakings emanating through the speakers. The first scout reached out from the forum, as if she could feel the noise vibrating through the air. I wonder what they're saying. Captain, we're being hailed. The captain swiftly turned her attention to the strulin who had spoken, striding to her post. By who? It's a small ship, Matry, one we only just picked up at our system. We believe that it is a human vessel. The captain settled herself into her seat, swiveling in her chair to face the front of the bridge. She glanced at her first scout, whose wings were beginning to mimic hers in the beginning of further laughter. I think they're irritated at our piracy of their people's first scout. I shake with fear in my tank, Captain. Perhaps we should accept. Maybe they have tried to improve themselves and will be able to speak some trellish. The bridge devolved into a low thrum of vibrating chuckles. The captain waving her agreement to her crew with one oversized forum. The screen at the fore of the ship phased into life, displaying a trio of humans. Their alien features were hard to discern, but they were completely still. The captain began to turn to address the first scout to inquire if such behavior was regular. When the noise suddenly hit them, low, pounding, then echoed out from the human ship. The captain paused in puzzlement. The humans remained unmoving. What is that? Are they communicating? I don't know, Matry, a small bronze shrewlin answered back, twisting at the monitor. I don't believe so. It's the same. The first scout suddenly said, her gaze now at the screens of her post. The same? The captain queried, her eyes still locked on the humans, wary of any movement at all from the bizarre aliens. As the singing, it's the same. Artificial, not emanating from the humans themselves, but it matches. And look! One of the silver limbed pointed at the screens, where the captive humans were now on their feet, their song changing from a trickle to a flood. Their thin arms beating on their thin chests, the sentry there was buzzing around in confusion, stabbing an electro-rod between the bars. Though the human simply took the blows, as they could no longer feel the pain. Bizarre creatures, the captain muttered to herself before addressing a crew. Shut down the communications. They can answer us once enclosed next to the brothers and sisters. A few moments passed before the captain snapped her mandible shut in irritation. Shut it down, I said. Why am I still affronted by the sturge? Madry, we cannot. They're forcing it through somehow, and... The strudel fell silent as the ship began to sound an alarm. On their screens, they watched a small blip suddenly appeared. A few at first, until there were more than a dozen surrounding in a circle that represented their own vessel. With each new ship, the roaring song coming through the speakers increased in volume, until the sheer wall of noise, a shaking bombardment of audio that had the strudel looking about themselves disoriented. 
Where did those ships come from? And how did they know where we were? The captain screeched, their questions unheeded as the crew struggled to analyze the threats now encircling them in the depths of space. She stood, crashing up in her tank as she stabbed her powerful forelimb into the carapace of a subordinate, who wailed in pain as it pierced through the soft inside. Answer me! Silence. The captain pulled the limb from the crew member, who slouched down, its tank now filling with a greenish-blue blush. The captain shook their large head from side to side, as if to remove the effects of the auditory onslaught. The communications hijacked by the human fleet was now quiet, the only noise being the agitated jitters of the Srulun and the still-emanating song from the human prisoners. The captain stalked to the center of the ship, gazing up at the trio of humans still being broadcasted. She snarled at them, her mandibles smashing together. The humans still did not move. Another alarm sounded more urgent and aggressive than the first, as this ruling ship was alerting its crew that the number of weapon systems now locked upon them. The middle human bared their teeth. The camera panned back in the show of the humans turning and entering the shuttle accompanied by scores of armed and armed crew members. The Shrunen ship pinged again, acknowledging the multitude of such crafts detaching from dozens of small ships, all beginning their journey to board the Shrunen vessel. Captain, your orders! The first scout screeched half out of their own tank. The captain ponderously swung her head over to them and then back at the screen, which showed the rapidly approaching craft. Backed into the armaments over a dozen human warships, her mandibles clicked, her forelimbs buried into the metal panel in front of her up to the joint. But no orders came from her, no sound came from any shrewdland. Through the video screens, the captured humans continued to sing. End of story.